I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. Today, we watched Winnie the Pooh. We watched several Winnie the Pooh things. We watched The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which is technically three different shorts put together. And we also watched Winnie the Pooh and a Day for Eeyore, which is the fourth short that was released after the film. Uh, Not immediately after, but at some point after. Um, So we will be talking about all four of those, uh, or the movie and the short. However you want to think of it. It's fine. Who wants to do a brief spoiler-free plot synopsis? I can do it. Okay, <laughs> sorry, thank you. I feel like I'm the better equipped because I've been looking at the wiki and stuff of these things. And I think I probably have a better separation of, of them in my head. So, The Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh is three different shorts. The first one is Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree, which basically just kind of introduces us to Winnie the Pooh and friends. And at first, he it starts with him trying to get honey from a honey tree Um and bees are not happy about that. And then later in the short, he ends up going over to Rabbit's house, eats a whole bunch, and then gets stuck in Rabbit's exit um, from his house. And and then the rest of the short is mostly concerned with trying to get Pooh out of there. Um, the next short is Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day. Uh, this one has a lot going on. Um, there, It's really windy. Um, we meet Piglet, who actually is not in the first short at all. We see Tigger also gets introduced later, which also seems to be the first time that uh, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger have met each other. Um, there ends up being a rainstorm. We have an, a, a dream sequence with Heffalumps and Woozles. Uh, Owl's house falls down at one point, and Eeyore's on a quest to try to get Owl a new house. There's a lot going on in this one. It's a jam-packed little short. <laughs> um, and there ends up being a huge flood. And, and we see how people, how the, the characters handle that. The next one is Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2. Uh, this one's very Tigger-focused, as the title might suggest. Uh, we, we kind of get to see uh, Tigger and Rabbit's relationship, which hadn't really been explored in the last short. And uh, Rabbit generally gets very annoyed with Tigger and, and so is, is trying to teach him a lesson in the first half of the short. And in the second half, it's like snowtime adventures and... And some shenanigans happen there with Tigger crashing into um, Rabbit and then getting stuck at the top of a tree later. Uh, we see that Tigger and Roo are friends. And then the last short is Winnie the Pooh in a Day for Eeyore, which, as the title suggests, is very Eeyore-focused. Um, we see Eeyore floating in the river, and he's all sad. Um, and Winnie the Pooh, like, talks to him to figure out why he's sad, and it turns out everyone's forgotten his birthday. So then... Pooh and the others are trying to get him some presents and stuff. And I mean, that's that's the most that's the main gist of that short. That one's probably the most simplistic. Those are those are the shorts that we watched, three of which were packaged together as a film. Um, the, the film has kind of a little ending thing, too, involving Christopher Robin, um, which we will talk about. I will at this point give a, a warning that we're not really going to. We're not going to have a spoiler alert section. Um, it's Winnie the Pooh. I don't know. It's 
Maybe future Winnie the Pooh films might need a, a spoiler warning, but this is just a bunch of little vignettes of these like comfy characters just living in a forest having little shenanigans happen. Like it's not it's kind of hard to figure out what spoilers would even be because, yeah, there's four shorts, but also like a bunch of them are kind of divided in two already with their plots. So it's kind of I don't know. Like, we're not really going to worry about a spoiler warning. So we will be discussing spoilers. If you're very concerned about spoilers for the original Winnie the Pooh shorts, then I guess don't listen. But um, what did we get? What do we think of these? I loved it. I had just had forgotten how much I just absolutely loved it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's very cute. You already said, like, it's it's comfy. It's, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's it's just got a very... It, it made both of them sleepy. Um, and that's not necessarily, like, a dig against it. It's just that it's very warm and comfy. And there's not, like, anything really high stakes that's that's going to worry you or like anything that's a real thinker that's going to require a lot of brain power. So they're definitely very easy to just kind of nap to, um, which is again, is not a negative. Um, They're very cute little films. Um, Yeah. 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 Cuddle up on the couch with your kids or grandkids. It's just so nice. Just very happy. Let's get specific. All right. So, um, even though the th- the first three shorts that we watched, we watched in the format of being a film because that's the main way in which they are available. It's actually kind of hard to find them as individual shorts anymore. I'll still be talking about them in- as individual shorts, especially in terms of like some of my production fun facts and stuff. So Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree, our first short, was directed by Wolfgang Reitherman. And this short was based on the first two chapters of A.A. Milne's Winnie the Pooh novel, or I don't know if it's a collection of short stories. I I don't know exactly what its format is. Um, This was technically the last short film produced by Walt Disney while he was still alive. Um, Disney actually learned about Winnie the Pooh, the book, the the series of Winnie the Pooh, from his daughter, Diane. Uh, she later recalled, Dad would hear me laughing alone in my room and come in to see what I was laughing at. It was usually the gentle, whimsical humor of A.A. Milne's Pooh series. I read them over and over, and then many years later to my children, and now to my grandchildren. Uh, designer Tony Walton talked to the Sherman brothers about the Pooh stories to help them with their musical inspiration, and he explained how he had been a chubby little boy and had felt very insecure, but Winnie the Pooh was his buddy because Pooh was pudgy and proud of it. Pooh was probably the only character in the world who exercised to gain weight. Pooh was a wonderful, lovable friend who would never let you down or turn his back on you. Aww. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> In 1964, Disney told his animation staff that he was planning to make a full-length animated feature film based on the books. However, a meeting was held during which he decided not to make a film, but instead to make a featurette that could be attached to a live-action film instead. Uh, I don't even remember. The the film that it was attached to is not one that's really remembered. Uh, That's the case with virtually all of the films that these shorts were attached to. The, The scene... In this first one, where Rabbit makes Pooh part of the decor of his house, yeah. was not from the original book, um, as, and was reportedly contemplated by Disney when he first read the book. So that oh. was a little addition. <laughs> That's cute. Now, here's the big thing. 
The character of Gopher does not appear in the original stories. He was initially developed for this, for this short as a replacement for Piglet. He was thought to have a more folksy, all-American grassroots image than Piglet. <laughs> While American audiences loved the character, British audiences were less than pleased. British audiences were also upset about Christopher Robin's American accent. Following the controversy, the only film print of Honey Tree in Britain was recalled back to Burbank, and most of Reetherman's lines were redubbed by John Walmsley, who gave the character a mild British accent. When Honey Tree was made part of many adventures, Walmsley's lines were used. So we didn't hear what Christopher Robin originally sounded like, but he originally didn't sound British. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, British audiences were upset about they didn't like Gopher very much. They especially didn't like Piglet not being in the short. And they didn't like Christopher Robin being American. They were very grumpy about all these things. Um, Which is why the next short ended up bringing Piglet back and they kept Christopher Robin with a British accent. Um, But yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about some general story and characters for this first one. Well, I like Disney, but that was just bad form. Bad, bad Disney. How could you not think, how could you not have Piglet? I am so sorry. Piglet has been like my favorite. Presumably Piglet was uh, originally in the book in the scene where Gopher is in and like talks to Winnie while he's stuck in the hole. I I don't know what. Oh, no, I totally. I do remember that. Oh, yeah, have you read the he's just, he's just Well, I I don't remember now exactly what happens other than Piglet is just precious. He's just a wonderful comfort. Yeah. I, yeah, out there with with Pooh and encouraging. They were he's they so were like precious. Piglet, no one likes this guy. Yeah. Get rid of this guy. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, and it's interesting to see the to wonder what they thought Gopher would his function is in the story. Yeah. Cuz right cuz like over all of them, he seems to just get kind of dunked on a little bit. Uh, and the first one... <sighs> That's his main role. Because uh, yeah. he was made to replace someone, so he takes over that role. And, like, that's his main time where we see him. Yeah, he's, like, trying to uh, offer services, but, like, in a, in a not very helpful way. <laughs> and in a way that's, like, too... too benefit him not in, not truly like trying to we did try them, to get a little bit, a little yeah. bit of <laughs> yeah yeah that's the thing it's like thinking about it he definitely is a, is a huge contrast to all the other characters yes. in that way yeah. and i yeah yeah he definitely doesn't gel with them in the same way i know i i I don't think it's probably too terribly controversial to say that Gopher doesn't really come into his own as a character until the new Adventures of Winnie the Pooh series, where they're making new stories and they're able to use Gopher in those stories in a way that makes sense because they're writing new stories. (laughs) But inserting him into these stories where he wasn't... He's just yeah. a, a one-off comic comic thing. Besides yeah, this one. Yeah. And, yeah, and and he's very abrasive, even even in comparison to Rabbit. I mean, which <laughs> I and you know it's interesting because I remember I I was worried that Rabbit was too grumpy when you were little. I didn't. I remember. I that loved you Winnie that the too. Pooh, but 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 watching this again, I don't feel like he comes across as too grumpy because most of the time that he's. Well, especially, and we can talk, and I won't jump into voice acting, but especially in the movie, yeah, uh, his his voice acting and his representation, I I don't. He was more 
gently grumpy, if that's the word that I remembered. He was was very abrasive. He was not as abrasive. Even his his vocal quality, it's not like he was yelling or, you know, he, yeah, he was just, yeah. He's like, I think in his head, he's like, please don't, please don't, please don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they do it. He's like, okay, well, like, politeness takes over. And, like, I have to do this now. Yeah, like, he tries to convince Pooh that he's not at home. But then once Pooh sees that he's there, he's like, do you want to... Do you want to come in and have some lunch? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the nicety he has to adhere to. And then, and then poor thing is Pooh, of course, literally goes through every honey jar and wipes him out of everything. So, I mean, again, I, li- I liked when Rabbit put the little drop of honey on the plate. Yeah. And then they both like kind of looked at it. And they looked at each other, and even before anything was said, there was this very unspoken, like, you know this isn't going to be enough, right? You know that this isn't going to work. He's like, maybe if you're polite, you'd be like, thank you. Yeah. I was like, I, I was thinking a little bit more than this. That's the thing is, Pooh isn't very polite, no. which I think is funny. I, I feel, I, I've heard a lot of discourse about when he about <laughs> Pooh and his personality being very disnified um and like uh, there's a lot of people who are fans of the original uh works that don't particularly like Disney's version for multiple reasons but one of the reasons I've heard is that they don't like the more kind of saturating take on Pooh himself and I feel like at least for this this original film or the first three shorts especially i don't feel like he is too much of that i feel like he does he's he's a dummy and he's overall nice but also sometimes he's rude (laughs) and like i feel like there's a nice mix of like he's kind of a bother and a nuisance but also lovable um, and well, I think he's probably as the as Disney keeps doing stuff with Winnie the Pooh, he probably becomes even more tame um, and less bothersome to people. But like, yeah, I don't know. Well, and I I do. He's just I love him. He's very lovable in this because yes, he. I think it's more okay. He has some good little ideas, but he is ignorant as far as social graces. I and I think he is just. He's just one track mind. He just wants honey and he doesn't realize how inconsiderate that's, you know, he's being and, and how impolite, again, he's being with wiping out all the food in someone's house. That that's, you know, and, and that's where you're kind of like, come on, Christopher Robin or somebody, somebody say something to him, but no one does. So in one sense, it's kind of like, well, you need to tell him, Pooh, that's enough. That's not okay. You know, okay. But no one does. So in that sense, you know, he just. All I don't, I do I don't know eat, if it's just honey. that, though, because he definitely has some wit that's displayed sometimes. Like, the, but Rabbit, I wasn't going to eat it. I was just going to taste it. Like, oh. using these two words that are, ba- like, pretty close to each other to try to differentiate as if they bo- they both knew what he was going to do with that honey. <laughs> but he's trying to be like... It's just gonna taste it. Just kind of reminds me of you saying, "Well, I'm just resting my eyes." Yeah. <laughs> um, and also his little. Uh, after all, he's not in the book, you know, about Gopher, and it's like, oh, there's some wherewithal. Maybe, maybe he, a different character should have taken that line. That seems like a little too knowledgeable about the book for Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. Well, and okay, and interestingly, if you go to even the fourth uh, little movie, he doesn't seem to have empathy when it comes to 
how he is being, you know, imposing on others as far as getting his honey. But on the same token, he was the one who really understood that it kept pursuing that there was something wrong with Eeyore and then pushing to find out what was wrong with Eeyore yeah, and then yeah. letting everyone else know. So in that sense, he, you know, he was very caring and empathetic. Yeah. I like the part where um, he, when he's talking to Gopher and he's like, three days, what about lunches? And Gopher's like, no worries, I always go home for lunches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was one of my favorite Gopher moments. Yeah. <laughs> I do love the, uh, just the ideas that Pooh gets, you know, and, and, the, and the first trying to climb up to, you know, or sorry, float up with the balloon, but being like, I'm going to be a little dark rain cloud. And, you know, and I wondered, I forgot that little part where, you know, he found the mud puddle and, yeah. and but I do love how when, by the time he gets up there, most of all the mud has dripped yes. off. <laughs> but yeah. And when then he tells Christopher Robin to be like, tut tut, like it's raining. Yeah, yes, 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 Maybe yes. my favorite Christopher Robin moment is yes, just having the umbrella over his head and going, tut tut, looks, looks like, like rain. rain. Yes, tut tut, yes. looks like rain. Yes, yes. Yes. Oh, funny. And the bees were, the bees were funny. I forgot how much the bees kind of, they had different little characters with the bees um, yeah. interacting and especially like the one that, I don't know, that was in the tree and laughing and all that. That that was cute. Yeah. All right. Let's talk some about Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day. So this short is based on the third, fifth, ninth, and tenth chapters of okay. A.A. Milne's Winnie the Pooh, along with chapters two, eight, and nine of The House at Pooh Corner. So that's why there were so many this things This one was stuffed on. to the brim. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This was the last animated short that Walt Disney had any hand in producing. Um, he, he worked on it in its like preconception stages, basically. Um, but he was not alive by the time it came out. Um, it won the 1968 Academy Award for Best Animated Short Film, uh, which was awarded to Disney post- uh, Posthumously. Posthumously, thank you. In Milne's original story, Pooh shows more initiative during the flood, finding his way to Christopher Robin by riding on one of the floating honey pots, which he names the Floating Bear, oh. then having the inspiration of using Christopher Robin's umbrella to carry them both to Piglet's house. Uh, so, whose agency was taken away? Darn, they <laughs> should have, yeah. They, they went really strong with yeah, the no thoughts, head empty for Pooh. Right, right. Um, following the British backlash to the honey tree, Piglet was added to the short. Um, this is the only featurette to feature the entire cast of characters, though. Because Piglet and Tigger aren't in the first one. Uh, and Gopher's definitely not in the third or fourth one. I forget if in... I think the the... I feel like Tigger 2 might be missing some other ones. I don't remember exactly. A kangaroo in it later. It's whatever. But yeah, this is the only one that has all of them. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about Blustery Day. You want to talk about Piglet? I love Piglet so <laughs> much. And he's just like the little epitome of of niceness and, and just not wanting to impose on anyone, even when he's I'm like, in mortal danger. I'm like, Piglet, no, don't give Howl your house. I Stop. know, I know. That was so sad. And I'm assuming, I, I think obviously that it resolved itself later on because, you know. At Al the beginning of leaving. Tigger, at the beginning of the third one and Tigger 2, he's sweeping outside of Pooh's house, which insinuates he is still living with Pooh. Yeah, because there's a sign that's like Winnie the Pooh and then in curse of like and Pig. Yeah, yeah. But then the fourth one does away with any retcons of that. Retcons that, yeah. Yeah, and I think most other Pooh stuff kind of retcons it too. Okay. So. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mo- most Pooh stuff doesn't adhere to Owl's house falling down, which is also very sad. <laughs> yeah. That's and true. and uh, Piglet living with Pooh. Or so are is this something that Disney added to? But this was in the original story. I think it was in the original yes, story. Yeah. But I'm just saying most Pooh, most Disney Pooh stuff has Owl up in his house and does not have Piglet living with Pooh. Yeah. But I just love everything about Piglet and his little tiny legs and all of his just trying to get there and like when he's running um and, and he's very he cute most... and I don't want to defend the British, but they were right to be angry that he wasn't in here because he's very yes. he's very good. Yes. yes. He's just well and he's just such so nice in the mix. I don't know how else to say it. He all of the characters I I don't know, they just make it balanced. They just make it so endearing. Even Gopher was was totally fine in this short. Um, like, he, he basically, besides a brief cameo at the end, he's mostly just there at the beginning to be like, well, looks like a Wednesday. And then he's, like, leaving. But, like, that's enough. That's all the Gopher that we needed for here. So yeah. it's it's certainly Gopher working at his best in these shorts, but also he's not in the next two, so... Um, this is kind of funny, but I was just thinking, talk about like rude or not even rude, but oblivious to other people's needs. I forgot how Al just is just nonstop <laughs> talking and is just <laughs> oblivious to anything else. He's a blowhard. And, and just going to talk, you know, no matter what you say to him, then he's just going to keep talking and talking and talking and never yeah. have a break. So you just have to, yeah. Uh, but, but I, I do love that, uh that quality in all of the characters have kind of to where they, they don't, they're not like, they don't ever say anything rude to each other. Like other than uh rabbit, I guess with, with Tigger, but you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's not, instead of saying like, would you stop talking Al for a moment? I'm trying yeah. to ask you a question. You know, they just, they just try to it's like, be uh, very Al, polite. Al, we're, we're about to go off a waterfall. Could you maybe? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, One of my notes is Pooh's got a gun. Yeah, I know. That's so cute with the little cork. And, and then I like, too, is after Tigger left. Uh, and, of course, I love, you know, I was singing the songs that Tigger. Were, yes, the things that Tigger she was. Tigger, you know, and Tigger comes in and bouncing. I um, forgot that Tigger and Pooh met for the first time in this one. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, all the other characters, Pooh's known them for forever. So Yeah. And then, like you said, it was so cute. He leaves them with the terrible thought. Ephelop and the Moozles. <laughs> yeah. They're going to come get your. The, the, they love honey. Let, let me just leave you with this. Yeah. Bye. With this nightmare. I yeah. like Ted Tigger's like a cat with the mirror. Yes, that was very funny. Yes, yes, yes. And I love just it. like, oh, who's that in there? And just kind of like, uh, uh. Like uh-huh. just, yeah, yeah, like gets big and it's like, oh no, it's big and it's away. <laughs> Oh, wait. Oh, in fact, yeah, one of my favorite moments. And then when he's, he's like, is it gone? Is it gone? And, and Pooh's like, everything but the tail. And so he pulls in the tail. Yeah. And he's like, no, it's gone. I mean, yeah. it's just Very so cute. cute. Cute, cute. And then Winnie the Pooh also is like talking to his mirror. Yeah, because when he was d- dealing with Tigger, I was like, does Pooh, does Pooh not understand how a mirror works? Or is he just playing along for for Tigger, but then the answer seems to be that Pooh doesn't understand how a mirror works either. Right. <laughs> even though he has one in his house. Yeah. Or has it's more uh, closer to the to the gradient that Tigger understands a mirror. Like yeah. he's like, how's your side? My side's this way too. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I'm trying to think of like uh some of the other storylines. Of course, you Eeyore know, the flood. is just doing his best trying to find out oh, house, even though it's flooding. Yes. And I'm like, Eeyore, you're so good. I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's like he's so he's so sad. He's just constantly has depression, and I love him. I know, uh, but he's just doing his best trying to find out about how. I know, and they're all almost illiterate. <laughs> just like it says, "owl" right here. Yes. Yeah. but okay it's like well you tried i guess Uh, well and i love the misspelling in in the different things so cute oh my gosh i just love it i like that piglet wanted no part of the next chapter with all that bouncing stuff like the narrator's talking about it he's like "Mm, i don't want any of that no he's so cute yeah and i like I, i i forgot how he phrased it but it was so precious it's like there's something that i need to do that I can't do, yeah. I can't, yes. uh, it w- won't wait till tomorrow or something. And he just, and it was just so cute how he articulated it to try to, try to get away out of the situation. So cute. Uh, and was, and this was, no, okay. We're still on the second short. Uh-huh. It, it wasn't, the third one is with, with Tigger, more with Tigger, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So never mind. I was thinking of another. Um, Which is the one where they had to uh, put yours tail back. Was that the first one? That was the very first one, yeah. Oh, okay. There was a brief scene where Christopher Robin and, and Rue and stuff were trying to put yeah. Eeyore's tail back on. Okay, I thought that was funny. Yeah, that was cute. That's cute. But yeah, Eeyore is just so cute and so gloomy. Yes. Um, And then, oh, I, I don't know if it was, maybe it was the third little short in there. I was just trying to think of Rue, uh, where he kind of gave his mom some sass, but that might have been the third one. I think that was the third one. That might have been the third one. The... So Piglet's house has a sign that says trespasser as well. And Piglet says that that was his like grandfather's or like one of his. Will is short for William. Yes. <laughs> uh, but the sign has a thing broken off. So what's on the part that will be broken off? Trespassers will be shot. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Know. <laughs> and then to be like, oh no, that's just the family name. <laughs> T.W. <laughs> is what he was called. Yeah. Like, okay, dude. I don't even know how Eeyore got Owl out of that. I'm still confused. They're illiterate. Yeah. Some of them are. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2. This short is based on the third chapter of Winnie the Pooh, along with chapters 4 and 7 of the, pa- of the House at Pooh Corner. Also, the film's title is a play on the slogan, To Be Canoe and Tyler 2, made ah. famous during the 1840. 1840- United States presidential election. So, uh, I, this, I like that this is the beginning, uh, as far as we see, of Rabbit and Tigger's very dysfunctional relationship <laughs> that will continue in most things where they appear together. Yeah, it's like, let's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, and it's pretty much how it works all the time. Rabbit gets fed up, tries to do something to Tigger, and it backfires. It was interesting watching these because often, I have watched this movie and this short, I'm sure, quite a few times when I was a kid, but I think I watched other iterations of Winnie the Pooh even more, um, because especially when I got to Tigger 2, a lot of stuff was just reminding me of other things that happened, and like Tigger Tigger and Rue hanging out just makes me think of like the Tigger movie from 2000, uh, Rabbit and Tigger's whole thing just makes me think of like that episode of the uh new adventures of winnie the pooh where like 
Rabbit convinces Tigger that he has to wear these special shoes to be able to jump super high, but he's got them weighted down with a bunch of like heavy metal junk. Uh-huh. And and he basically just like breaks Tigger's spirit over the course of this episode <laughs> and then feels bad about it. <laughs> but then when Tigger takes the shoes off, he can jump really high because he did weight training. Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just makes it just makes me think of those iterations, but this is this is also cute. This is just the beginning of them establishing the spirit of their relationship. Yes, yes. Well, and on poor Rabbit's defense, I Tigger in a similar vein as Pooh being oblivious to wiping out everyone's food and how much that's an inconvenience. Tigger isn't taking into account how much devastation in his wake. I mean, because even the garden, I mean, he just totally demolishes, you know, rabbit's garden in one bounce. And so, you know, that would be very upsetting. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, also, Pooh is so rude in this one to wrap it with the whole fluff in my ear thing. He's just, <laughs> he's just like lying to Rabbit. <laughs> I was totally listening. Um, it's just I got the stuff in my ear, so I couldn't hear all of it. And Rabbit's like, well, what? which part do I need to go back to? And he's like, well, I don't know. Whenever I got the fluff in my ear. It's like, Pooh, come on. <laughs> I didn't take it so much as rude, but... But yeah, I guess it, it was, could be. He's like pretty lying to his face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, yeah we, that, we can all see that Pooh is just sleeping. Is that better or worse than the, oh, I I heard it, but you should repeat it because somebody else didn't hear it. Or like Worse, I think. <laughs> because he's also just really unhelpful because Rabbit's like, what what part do I need to go back to? And he's like, well, whenever I got this stuff in, like, I don't know. Come on. Like, it's like kind of actively hostile in a way. I don't know. He's, um, oh, what do you call it? Um, he's gaslighting him. <laughs> Is that gaslighting? I don't know. A little bit. Maybe. Maybe. Like, like, like. Well, I oh, mean, also, this is, <laughs> this is where I put the, wow, she got mothered, which is a quote from Valerie. But when Ruth mothers. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes, mother. Yeah, yes. <laughs> also, my other note for this one is Pooh and Piglet are so very dummy, which is referring to when they're following the tracks. Yes. Oh, and they kept going, yeah, yes. going around in circles. They're very yeah. stupid. Yeah. But I love them. I know. And I just love, I love like little piglets, just timidity and yes. and just even listening, you know, like to Pooh and Pooh, well, well, what do you think? And <laughs> just, oh, so cute. Um, and then I also really enjoyed uh, Rue and Tigger and the That's little bouncy and, and them and then Rue imitating Tigger and, and, you know, and I'd forgotten too how much they all, well, I say that. It's interesting that Rabbit and Tigger, I guess, I'm trying to think of where Rabbit comes across as like knowing everything. Maybe not so much, but Tigger is everything he's best at until he decides that he's not good at it and then he doesn't like it. Tiggers don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) Or, you know. Or like, oh, uh, Tiggers love honey and then he tastes it and then he's like, oh, Tiggers hate honey. (laughs) I know, I know, I know, yeah. Or they play the, uh, the, the, the sticks game. Was that in this one? No, no. no. Okay, never mind. Uh, sorry, and uh, trying to mix them together. It was cute. We talked about how Rabbit. Well, his whole motivation, of course, with with and then antagonism is just trying to get Tigger not to bounce. But again, that's where the politeness 
doesn't doesn't serve because instead of just politely or constructively telling someone, okay, you can't just bounce into me or you've got to see where you're at. You're hurt. You're harming me. You know, you're, you're destroying this. They just, that never comes up. And like, so instead, instead <laughs> don't ever bounce again. Instead, it goes to I that extreme. Hyper passive aggressive by actively plotting against yes, you yes. without saying anything. Yes. By like having a meeting, um, some unnamed group, <laughs> Making it seem like what it's do we this do about this Tigger problem? Yeah, and then they're like, "Okay, we're gonna get him lost in the woods. That'll do it. Scare him straight." Spoilers: Rabbit gets lost in the woods, yeah. and Tigger has a great sense of direction. Yes, yes. And then and then like after they with the whole getting Tigger down from the tree situation or whatever, and Rabbit like gets a promise out of him to not bounce anymore, and then once he's down, he's like. Oh, wait, I actually can't bounce anymore. And Rabbit's like, not even a tiny bit. Yeah, no, he was really like, you, you promised. Yeah. yeah and Tigger's just like walking away really slowly and sadly. Like it kept cutting to them, looking at him, and then it would cut to him and he had like barely moved. And I'm like, he is going very slowly. I think he is hoping that this will somehow get turned around if he looks sad enough. I also love that exchange. Just that whole getup where, you know, you're watching him walk away and it would cut back to the group and and then they're all one by one saying you know I like the old Tigger I think Rue might have started it I like the old Bouncy Tigger and, yeah. you know and then the others are saying that one by one until finally Rabbit you know or I don't remember if before that he looks back to them and he's all happy and then he you know and they're all not yeah I think it's and, not until they're all looking at him that he looks at them and like realizes that he's the only one feeling the emotions he's feeling yes <laughs> then he's like Oh, and then, yeah, changes his tune. Um, and, of course, then Tigger's very, very happy. Yeah. Bounces on Rabbit, which, again... Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, Tigger loves all of them, including Rabbit. Rabbit's the only one with a problem here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely bouncing and bouncing on top of you is Tigger's way of affection. But, yeah, he's just oblivious or... I like when he gives the, the little bounce to Piglet. He, like, knocks Piglet over, and Pig, Piglet's, like, something like, oh, you gave me a full bounce? And he's like, no, I gave you a little bounce. And he's like, oh, thank you, Tigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Winnie the Pooh and a Day for Eeyore. Uh, this one is based on the sixth chapter of Winnie the Pooh and the sixth chapter of The House at Pooh Corner. So, so, so cute and sad. First when... Eeyore is there just floating. And of course, when he gives his, his reason, I'm just here and, you know, all that. But then too, so cute that he liked uh, making himself go in different directions. And, and when Rabbit or whoever tells him to stop, he's like, that was the first like a little defiance of, of, of him. I like spinning or whatever. And he just keeps doing this. Yeah. Thing. I don't, I don't know why, but this one's more familiar to me even than, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, like I just got a lot of deja vu when they're playing poo sticks. And then yeah. like when Eeyore comes floating up on his back or whatever, and he's doing his little fl- flipping around <laughs> in the water a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah I don't know. Could, I guess I saw it and maybe it aired on TV or maybe we had it on a VHS tape or something. But like, I think I feel like I saw this more than I saw the original shorts even though nowadays it is significantly harder to find than the than the than the many adventures of Winnie yeah, the Pooh is. Yeah, I think I think we did. I think we might have had a little VHS of it or something. 
Uh, but yeah, just just so cute and sad. And similar to little Piglet being so timid, Eeyore again is just so pre you know just so sad and depressed, but so adorable. Yeah. The pace of this one felt a little different to me than the other ones. Definitely. A little bit faster, and it felt like some of the the jokes from the first uh, few shorts where they would reference page numbers mm. felt felt different in this one. Like the, oh, let's reference the previous pages and then they kind of do a, a flashback to see like, no, Tigger definitely bounced Eeyore into the water and not like... Whatever. Which I did like that little part. Like that was funny, but you're right that it feels different. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it kind of feels like someone watched the originals and tried to mimic it, but yes. they are not the people who made the originals, so it just feels a little different. Yeah. Yeah. I do love the pages. And oh, I, I didn't love actually, I didn't say the the director for all of them. The first two are both directed by Wolfgang Reitherman, and then John Lonesbury did uh, Antigger 2, and then Rick Reinhardt and Richard Rich did A Day for Eeyore. And, okay. Yeah. And I forgot to mention in the other ones, and, I, and sorry, kind of going back to what you're saying, I love the interaction with the narrator and the characters and the page turning and them actually using the pages for things. Yeah. And I don't know, talk more when we get to animation, what I absolutely loved about that. But in a similar vein, uh, what we were referring to here in this is that uh, that Eeyore is, in the, is floating in the water because... Tigger bounced him in and then Tigger won't admit to it saying that he was coughing. And then, so then does, does the, the narrator, the narrator's basically like, well, let's check it. And oh, then the yeah. book goes back and shows the scene, which is literally just Tigger pouncing on Eeyore and the, and they fall into the river. Yeah. He pounces. And before they fall into the water, Tigger bounces up and onto the pier or whatever. Yeah, and then it just immediately cuts back to them and Tigger's well, and like, well... And he leaves, though. He ditches <laughs> him, though. Yeah, yeah he like, just laughed. He left yeah. for Eeyore. He didn't even tell anyone or anything. Well. Not good. Not good. Uh, but, yeah. So. I, I liked the part where Piglet was like, hey, can we both give him the pot of honey? And there's like... I know. The, the pacing of that as Pooh just kind of like looks at him and is like... I don't think that's a very good idea, Piglet. <laughs> just kind of like it's almost like he's just like disappointed in Piglet for even suggesting it. He's like, "Yeah, that sounds terrible. We definitely can't do that. What were you even thinking?" Yeah, like, he doesn't say that, but you kind of feel it. It's like uh, we already forgot his birthday. Let's not double up on gifts here, Piglet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But then he goes on to eat the honey, and so he now does. he just gives him a useful jar. And then Piglet's but balloon gets, pops. But he gets... And so P Pooh gives Eeyore... I mean, that's not the same, though. No, no, no. No. No, I get it. Winnie the Pooh ate what his present was supposed to be, whereas Piglet just had misfortune. But Pooh... Uh, oh, and he, he brings it to Owl, and Owl, like scrawls something on the... I forget what it even says. It was supposed to be happy birthday, but it was happy like... Happy birthday. Because they're illiterate. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and it was very long, and so he's like, no, this is happy birthday, love Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so Pooh just has an empty pot for Eeyore, and Piglet just has a broken balloon. But Eeyore loves it. 
his so his smile it. as he puts the balloon in the pot and is the most heartwarming thing. Yeah, taking it out, I and know. That's it what I love even more is him oh. just taking it out and putting He's it. He's so in. happy. He is. Oh. He is. So see, it worked out. I mean, and Pooh didn't initially plan on eating all the honey. Of course. He just Pooh he is felt not trustworthy with the, with he the felt a rumbling and he did what he had to do. Yeah. <laughs> he ate it all, <laughs> and then forgot what he was doing. And then oh yeah, I'm getting I'm bringing a yeah. present to Eeyore, and they're like oh oh I don't have a present for Eeyore. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I wonder though too. Here's my here's my question: Did he go to Owls to see if he could get honey to put back in the jar, and then? Al said, oh, you want me to write happy birthday? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's why I was here. Or did he think of, or I don't know, why did he go to Al with the honeypot? I'm, I'm curious. My thought is probably to see if he could get Al to fill up his honey, his honey pot so remember. that he would have I a gift. I felt like it was Pooh's suggestion, but maybe I could be wrong. I think Al I said, remember. oh, did you come to me to write a, a happy birthday on your on your pot? And he's like, yes. I did, you know, so I'm not sure if that quite was his thought, but it worked out well. That's fair. Um, And again, and it was so cute too, because what we were talking about with the, uh, with the balloon, when Eeyore was like, I'm putting this balloon in this jar or this, this yeah, Yeah, this pot, this useful pot or or jar. And he's like, a balloon doesn't fit. And he's like, (laughs) he just starts doing that. Yeah. And then the smile on his face, like you said. Oh, so good. Precious. Let's talk about voice acting. Piglet got added to the second short, and for the part, Walt hired John Fielder um, when he heard, after hearing uh, John's voice on television. And although Fielder's natural speaking voice was higher than like a lot of men's, he still had to raise it considerably to achieve Piglet's uh, very high voice. And he voices Piglet and. Uh, in all of the ones that we saw. So. Okay, and I thought, and it did, was the same then um, voice actor for Winnie the Pooh? No. Oh, okay. That was a better transition because I could know about all three shorts. Winnie the Pooh is the Sterling Holloway in the first three and Hal Smith in uh, the Day for Eeyore. Okay. And Hal Smith also voices Owl in all of them. Mm-hmm. So in the scene uh, with... Owl and Winnie the Pooh in A Day for Eeyore. It's just one guy talking to himself in different voices. Oh, wow. I didn't catch it was the same guy, so that's good. Yeah, he doesn't sound like Owl, but he did sound different than Sterling Holloway to me. Yeah. Um, Pooh, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the second one, it just felt so different from the first. I mean, the, the fourth one felt so different from the first three. Yeah. He, Hal Smith definitely doesn't quite sound like Sterling Holloway and he's also not I can't think of the voice actor's name who voices Winnie the Pooh in like almost everything since um, the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh <sighs> I can't think of his name it'll come Lost to me to at me. some point he, like every, he's in so many Disney things he's one of the ones that I name drop all the time because I can notice him um, alright well then shifting real quick what about Tigger's voice Paul Winchell all was it the same in all it's of them? All okay. Paul Winchell. Felt, yeah. Okay, I didn't. Okay, and then it's and, pa, uh, both both Paul Winchell and um, John Fielder, who does Piglet, voice those characters from their first appearances until like 
the two the mid two thousands, and then both voice actors died within days of each other. No. Yeah. Oh. Well, the big thing is Rabbit. I hated Rabbit's voice in <laughs> the in the fourth one. My no- Huge my note difference. is Rabbit just sounds like a nerd. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah, it's totally different. Like the wait, sorry, let me look up. Uh, Junius Matthews voiced him in the original three, and I think he died in between those and the new one. And Will Ryan voiced him in this one. And sorry, Will, not a fan. Yeah, it's just... did they change it after that? Yeah, oh. and by New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, I forget who what the name is, but that person ended up being the longest running rabbit voice actor. He voiced him into. Into the late 2000s, if not later. And he didn't die either. They just recast him for some reason. Did he sound more like the Oh, he original? sounds great. Well, you remember when I would watch the old the old Winnie the Pooh cartoon or whatever? Right. You kind of vaguely remember how Rabbit sounded good in that. Like, yeah, he's, he's yeah, good. Yeah, and I wonder it'll be interesting. I'll have to do... That's actually the Rabbit voice that I most identify with. Cause well, just because I, I saw him in everything. I wonder, though, for me, though, if I were to hear it, uh, if... The first one, <clears throat> the reason that I didn't remember him being so grumpy, I I wonder if his voice is just still a little bit more Jim Cummings. Grumpy. Oh, okay, yeah. Jim Cummings yes. is the main voice of Winnie that. the Pooh. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> after uh, okay. after Rabbit this, or... Winnie the Pooh. Oh, sorry. He's the main voice of Winnie the Pooh uh, from New Adventures onward, and then um, when Paul Winchell dies, he also takes over Tigger. Mm, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say is between not that I don't like that the new rabbit voice but the original three (laughs) i think i think she means the on the animated one on the animated tv show tv show yeah but the this one these the first three movies his voice um as rabbit was just more genteel gracious and i think that's what i liked about it it doesn't come across as as grumpy and fussy so i wonder if I, i must have when i was like Worried about you with Winnie the Pooh. I have a feeling the new the new voice that you are most used to is not as genteel and and maybe. And but consider that voice actor voices Rabbit um, in the episode where Rabbit has Stop. to take care of Stop a baby bluebird, and oh. it's the most emotional Winnie the Pooh yeah, experience that, is <laughs> that exists. Yeah, that is very, very precious. Ugh. Yes, that one's that rough. run. I love, I forgot Ugh. about that. Oh, I forgot How about can you that. forget? Oh. oh I think we'll actually end up talking about that in detail on this, because I'm pretty sure one of the Winnie the Pooh holiday specials just shoves that entire short into it at, <laughs> at some point. So Make you cry. Yeah, right? Uh, well, yeah. but the but the movie also has them have a reunion that is new animation to so. make you cry. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So the the last guy, you like, I like it. You like, you sound like a nerd. He does. He's just very like kind of nasally and and more grating. Yeah. Than, and that was in comparison with like all the other new voice actors. Yeah. So it was a really stark contrast between like. The first few, the they're kind of more soft spoken, and and measured. It feels a little bit slower, and then it gets to the latest one, and the voices are just faster, a bit less less gentle, like you were saying. Um, yeah, that that knocked it down for me. And then the the narrator too felt different. The narrator was different. It was Sebastian Cabot or Cabo, I don't know, in the original three, and then Lori Main for for Eeyore. I, I think they did a good job 
Uh, I think Lori did a fine job for, for Eeyore, Eeyore but narrator. he did sound different. The narrator. Oh, okay. Sorry, Eeyore. I'm, I abbreviate them as I'm putting, like, what thing they're in next to their voice actor name so that I don't have to write the whole thing. So I just have Eeyore next to, because that represents a day for Eeyore. Oh, okay. I, okay, and that was different. That's a different narrator. Different narrator. Yes. Okay. Who I think did a good job, but yes, they were definitely different. See, and so I like the voice acting the most in the um, in the movie. I want to talk about Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin has a different voice in every short, except kind of doesn't because originally Christopher Robin has a different voice in every short, but then John Walmsley redubbed him for the original. So then John Walmsley ended up being Christopher Robin's voice in Honey Tree and Blustery Day. But then Timothy Turner voices him in Tigger. And I definitely noticed a difference. He sounds mm. more British. Um, and Kim Christensen voices him in A Day for Eeyore. And I'm sorry, Kim, you just sound like a lady. You you just you just sound like a little girl. You don't sound like a little boy. Sorry. <laughs> but I know that one I noticed the most for Christopher Robin's voice changes. Like the one in Tigger is like, yeah, it's a little different, but he's like a little British boy, it's fine. But, yeah, that's But the last one just sounded like a girl. Sorry. That bothered me. Yeah, I mean, Christopher Robin's such a nothing character. Sorry to Christopher Robin stands out there. <laughs> Except but. for the, the third one, that was that was a heartfelt. Yeah, yeah, at the end. Christopher Robin isn't a bad character, but for the most part, Christopher Robin's kind of an audience surrogate. Yeah. So, like, you know, most of it's not about him. I think my favorite Christopher Robin moments was the first short where he's very directly helping Winnie the Pooh with yes. his schemes. And then the the end... I guess we didn't even talk about that, but we can mention the end of the movie. And I'm not, it's kind of hard to find information. I'm not sure if Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2 also had this at the end or if this sequence was just put in the movie. I'm not sure. But at the end of the movie, there's like a, Christopher Robin has to go to school, basically. And so there's kind of a little, has to grow up and go to school. And so there's a little montage of them like, seeing the things that he has to do at school, like learning letters and learning where Brazil is and stuff like that. And then just kind of his, some of his theoretically last moments with them or something like that. Yeah. 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 Which has no bearing on anything past this, but like within the frames of the movie is a really cute, heartfelt way to end it. I think so. Yeah, I agree. Well, it is. And that theme is carried over like in Toy Story and other books that I've read that the person grows up and leaves the toy or the sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rue also had the same sort of thing going on as Christopher Robin. Um, Clint Howard voiced Rue in the first two. Dory Whitaker voiced him in, T- in Tigger 2. And Dick Billingsley voiced him in A Day for Eeyore. But... Rue just always sounds like a very tiny kid, so I never really noticed. Same. Yeah, yeah no, I think, I think uh, the one in Tigger was, felt like the most characterful for I think Rue, so. and it was good. It was cute. Um, Kanga also had a voice actress change. Uh, in the original three, it was Barbara Ludi, and in A Day for Eeyore, it was Julie mcwarder Yeah, she sounded... Very motherly in the third one. Yeah. Different than the first two, but but you said it was the same person, so that was weird. And the what? Wait, second? The third one. The oh, one? yeah, no. The third one is, is the same one as the previous two. So. Yeah, but she sounded like 
I guess in, because of the role she was playing. Maybe so, yeah. She, it, it, sound, it felt a bit different to me. That's fair. Let's talk about animation. It was lovely. The first three. I, I love, yeah. Yeah, I, the, I mean, what would you call that style? Where It's, I mean, it's definitely in their post. Um, storybook? Oh, sure. Yeah. But also like the general animation style is kind of their post 101 Dalmatians style mm-hmm. um, where it's it's a little scratchy. Yeah. It's not as scratchy as it gets with the rescuers, um, but it's like definitely sometimes uh, you look at like Pooh's outline and it's like multiple lines or whatever. Like yeah. there's a there's a scratchy feel to it that's really cute that doesn't so much carry over into the fourth one. But right. uh, oh, that's that's my fun fact for the fourth one. The animation for the fourth one was produced by Rick Reinart Productions, which went uncredited. It would be the first Disney animated film since the 1938 Silly Symphony short Merbabies to be produced by an outside studio. So yeah, if that one felt different in the animation, that's why. Because yeah. a different studio I did it. Yeah. Um, I love the animation so much. I mean, I, this is... I, I think this is one of my favorite animation styles ever. And I love the interaction between the book and the letters uh, and the characters. I love like one of my favorite moments with that, that uh, combination was when uh, Tigger was up in the tree and was too scared <laughs> to come down. And then the narrator yeah. is talking yeah. to him and then turns the page of the book so that the, you know, the lines of the pages that, uh, that Tigger can just reach his toe and step on it. And then of course he tilts it again and Tigger slides down. Yeah. But there was a, there was times where they would, maybe it was also the transition between the three shorts, uh, but they would uh, make words fall at the bottom. And, and I think some of the times that I noticed it the most was in blustery day. They would have mm. like some of the letters blow away in the wind. Oh, there was, right. there was yes. a part where the water like tipped over it and spilled. I a loved bunch of them. that. Oh, yes. Really I loved that. Yeah. And I think, I think these original shorts are the main ones that play with that. And a lot of the stuff in the nineties, like the TV show and like Pooh's grand adventure and stuff. I don't think most of those, mess with that style but i definitely remember that that was a big thing that the 2011 winnie the pooh movie made use of was like kind of going back to that there in a book conceit and messing around with the letters and stuff yeah and the you know i don't know all the reasons why it just it is so beautiful to me and so neat and 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 made me have such a happy feeling but it really is like having a book come to life reading a book being part of a book and and then it was a constant reminder that yeah these are book characters and they kind of know that you know in some ways but just neat i don't know this is a slight deviation but it is related i like that even kingdom hearts uses this conceit of like the Winnie the Pooh, because Kingdom Hearts is a video game where your character goes to a bunch of different Disney worlds and like just flies in like a rocket ship to the worlds. They're just their own separate places, except for Winnie the Pooh, which is in a book that the character, the character of Merlin from Sword in the Stone gives you. And like you can find pages for it to, to fill it up and to make some of the areas in the Hundred Acre Woods reappear and stuff like I like that even this video game makes use of the conceit of Winnie the Pooh as a storybook at heart. That's yeah. very cute. It is. And I think that's 
that cozy, wonderful feeling because it does makes makes me just want to curl up on a comfy couch with the fire going and drink hot chocolate and just and just you know pop popcorn and just watch it and just yeah be a part of it. It's yeah. What did you guys think of Piglet's weird little proto design during the theme song? There's a brief shot of Piglet during the Winnie the Pooh theme song when they're going around in the different storybook areas. And I think it's like Owl and Piglet standing together. But Piglet doesn't look like the Piglet that we're used to. He has like kind of a triangle head almost with like less features notice. and stuff. Yeah. it's. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll show you guys a picture later, but yeah, there's a proto version of Piglet that's there. Um, and that theme song was used in the original short. Also the one where Piglet isn't in it, uh. <laughs> but, and so they had like a, <laughs> a vague design for him that I think got used in like a storybook and in, in between the first two shorts too, that Disney released mm-hmm. um, before they actually gave him a, a design that fits in with kind of their aesthetic that they created for their version of Pooh. Hmm. Um, Pooh's head and body rotating separately. <laughs> that first one? Oh, I me. didn't like that. That I was did not terrible. Like that. Yes. Yes. I, I'm okay with his butt ripping because he's a plush toy. Yes. I can handle that. Do not want to see those heads, the head and body yeah. do a, a whole exorcist yeah 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 yeah, i didn't like them doing that at all yes i'm glad they don't repeat that the up up down was cute i love him doing the up down you know as he's i like his fluffy tummy too there were some shots where you could see like the the fluff on the tummy yeah i did and like you said i did like the back where he kind of ripped a little at the seam but then he just tied it back up yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) that was cute yeah. Uh, I liked the grumpy bee in the mud. Just yeah. like I, th- I feel like with mud and with honey, the animators had a lot of fun animating those yes, things. Yes. They were very like gloopy and detailed, oh, except yes, for in the beautiful. fourth one where they weren't that at all. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. And and then the water um, and I guess more the mud though than that. But but I was just thinking of the mud. Sorry. When Pooh is flying up to the honey tree and all of the mud is falling off of him. Yeah. And when the gloops are coming down, like when yeah. Christopher's going, ta-ta, it looks like rain. That was, I loved that too. It was very good. Yeah. I like Pooh jumping between pages. Yeah. Yes. That was another thing because I don't know if sometimes any of the letters would bounce, but yeah. Or, but yeah, the bounce, but also even Pooh, um, or Tigger bouncing between pages. You said yeah. Pooh. There was even a one where Piglet but, did a little jump between. Yeah, I remember somebody kind of doing a little running to hop between. Yeah, yeah I think it was like during the winter time and Piglet did a little jump. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of times Pooh would just like, yeah, walk walk into the page or, or something. And yeah, that just, I loved it. And it was just done so well. That an- animation was so beautiful because it really did look like a book. It really looked like a book and then him, you know, and the page and even the, the, uh, the binding of a book, you mm-hmm. know, of how the page pages would be open and then him just walking into that. I just loved it. In the, the first one, whenever Pooh went from being stuck into rabbits, uh, hutch or whatever into the tree and then seeing that all the honey after he knocked the bees out, that oh, looked yes. so good. It did. Yes. I don't even like that was... honey that much, but that looked delicious. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was beautiful. That was awesome. Um, I just, uh, oh, I have another animation note from Blustery Day that's just Piglet so little. I think it was when Piglet was picked up or came out of the, the pot 
And, yes. and then Chris Robin like picked him up, and I'm like, he's so baby. He's a little so, tiny thing. He's so, so precious. Oh, another really good animation uh, or that I really enjoyed, and especially with the whole thought of it, is in um, the honey the honey tree when Chris Robin and Pooh were escaping from the bees that were yeah. not happy with them, and they ended up jumping over and jumping into a mud puddle mm-hmm. and putting the big umbrella on top of them and coming down. That was, yeah. that was really neat, yeah. And I, smart. I liked in Tigger too. There's a part where Piglet's like messing with his little outfit, and he kind of pulls it away from himself a little bit. You can like see a little bit of his his pink body under there or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's like I don't because especially because they're like the conceit is that they're stuffed animals. I don't often think of this as a separate piece of cloth, but it's cute oh, that it's animated yes. that way. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, I want to say Rue. Uh, oh, putting on the scarf on mm. the uh, and and also his little shirt. Yeah, it was so cute. I didn't like live action Pooh winking at me though. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't Not a fan. either. Yeah, I didn't in either one of those. And then its head turns around. Uh, and I'm choking. No, that, oh, that would really <laughs> that be, would terrifying. be horrible. Because <laughs> there's something. It about... winks and then it just spins. Oh, that would... <laughs> and then fades out. Oh. Yeah. That'd be horrible. That'd be horrible. The overall, because the 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 room, the kids' room, uh, I guess the part of the live, the live, um, the set or whatever. Yeah, the set uh, didn't bother me too much because yeah, because. But I don't like old vintage dolls. That's just creepy. <laughs> I mean, you know. So I'm glad that everything wasn't just old vintage because because again, it bothered me the the poo there, you know, winking. But yeah. <laughs> um. I have one thing. Um, I have two things. One thing. Oh, uh, I like Piglet's like ears when he's talking, and him the ears helping him to emote. Yes, yeah, very cute. Any any character design that, where they have ears that can move separately and they use them to emote, I love it every time. It's always good. <laughs> And then uh, we have to talk about the whole Heffalumps and Woozles dream sequence. Yes. Um, so I... I, I, I guess I, I technically have this in sound design, but my main note on it is just that Heffalumps and Woozles is the pink elephants on parade of this movie. For which sure. honestly, I mostly mean in an animation way. Yeah, I had it uh, on some sing-along tape that I must have had. So I'm very familiar with the song. Uh, Did you have this version of it, or do you think it was... Because there's... The easiest recordings to find, especially now, are recorded for an album versions that have the more modern cast, and that version of Heffalumps and Woozles is a little more... Like it doesn't have that big long break. I don't think it was that that. that. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. The the kind of instrumental where they play with the Heffalumps and Woozles being the instruments yeah, that yeah. you're hearing. Yeah, I don't I don't think it had that. Yeah. Cuz uh, cuz that version is that you're that didn't have that is also the I heard that a bunch as a kid too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but but uh, agreed. It's very surreal and an interesting choice for this storybook type conceit, but then it's like but it's a dream. So all the rules are out the window and we've got things that are morphing into other things it was very it was interesting i like the transition into and out of the dream too where like the astral projecting version of Pooh just kind of like tumbles yes 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 
Um, well, curious question then. I, I believe, of course, this nightmare and the heffalumps and woozles, I remember it being in the book, reading that. But I wonder, I guess my question is, how much liberty did Disney and them take with all of the the morphs and the things? Because I would I think guess they, a lot. I, I would think so, too. I, w- I think that they were just kind of like, hey, animators, this is one of those times where you kind of just get to go ham. Yeah. Which is, again, why it's like the pink elephants on, on parade of this movie. Like, it's just kind of the animators having fun doing wild things. Yeah, because if what I recall from the book is, in fact, that Pooh and Tigger and and, and maybe little Pigment, Piglet, they go on a hunt, you know, with his little, little gun for heffalumps and woozles to try to protect it. And, of course, never come across any. So it was more... The emphasis, I think, in the book was more, you know, like hunting for them and the, and this, um, there used to be an old gag about the snipe. We have to catch the snipe. I think that's what it was. And that's, yeah. it was like more hunt. like a snipe. It was more like a snipe hunt for the heffalumps and woozles. Yeah, I'm not as familiar with that. I'm pretty familiar with heffalumps and woozles. And I'm also pretty familiar with the jaguar or whatever, however they say oh, it. Yes. They say jaguar a little bit different but yeah yeah i think that i think that can i think that was maybe in that episode where tigger has to have wear the shoes also i yeah, think the jaguar I, yeah, said that, that seems, yeah. <laughs> or like the concept of it is yeah yeah the animation is definitely below usual disney quality in that fourth one <laughs> yeah it's way. that is by far the worst aspect of that short is that the animation is i mean it's not necessarily bad but it's not Disney feature film or even Disney short quality. It yeah. is, it's from a different animation studio and it shows. Yeah, uh, I did like the look of Owl's shadow passing over Piglet though. That was one of the mm. maybe the only time where I was like, oh, I like that bit of animation. Yes, yes. <laughs> it just kind of had like a rough, scratchy quality of the shadow as it went over, and I I liked the look of it. It felt like the they were doing. Did it feel like they're doing different perspective things? A lot of. Uh, bird's eye view perspective with that last one with like Eeyore in the water. Maybe there were a couple of other things. Which admittedly like the image of Eeyore floating out from under a bridge on his back in the water is like one that is stuck in my mind. Mm -hmm. Like that's something I'm very I like that image. (laughs) Like it's just like it's an iconic Eeyore moment. (laughs) But yeah yeah, they definitely yeah they, they tried some different things but I think generally it kind of fell flat just because they're their animation is just kind of okay yeah yeah what would this movie these movies have been like if they were live action now we will be watching next time a live action winnie the pooh movie i was gonna say i've seen a live action winnie the pooh movie oh have you seen christopher robin mm-hmm. okay well we're gonna watch that yeah, next time yeah, i haven't I've, seen it it's been a uh, so time. i don't so you know we'll see in that one how that looks but as far as doing these specific stories that we just watched in live action, I think a lot of the charm would be lost. Well, definitely, because one is what makes it so charming is that book, book come to life quality and that interaction with the narrator and the pages and the pages of the book and characters hopping from page to page. And I, I mean, yeah, that. there's like one human kid in it, but like mostly it's like anthropomorphic animals, more or less, even if the conceit is that they're 
stuffed animals. Yeah. They're gonna look, it's, you're gonna have to do them in CGI and then it's gonna look weird if they're doing all these same things. I think. I feel like, because I haven't seen Christopher Robin, so once I actually see it, I can see how I feel about that. But I, I know even just from having seen a little bit of footage from it that they go more for like the old school poo designs for the stuffed animals. So I not, that seems like probably the better way to do it because otherwise, I don't know, it's not going to, well, I mean, especially these were made in the sixties and seventies and maybe a little bit of eighties. I forget if the fourth one was in the eighties. And so CG wouldn't even be a thing. Yeah. So then it's like, is it just going to be a live action forest that and drawn animated things are on? Like, how are you going to, but from that time, yeah, that's hard to say. I, I mean, they, if you did have the stop motion stuff, and they are dolls that they're moving around, sure. maybe you could do that. And then I think that you have a better shot with Pooh as because it is about the stuffed animals and not about an animal where you could hit that uncanny valley weirdness. Where if you're as an audience member perceiving them as dolls. It's it's going to be okay that they might look a bit off because you're not trying to see them as an animal. Yeah. So I think it has a better shot at being not, like, off-putting visually. So, yeah, I'm interested to see what they do with Christopher Robin. My only comparison, but I honestly cannot remember if they made this live action, but was the Velveteen Rabbit. I don't know. Um, Anyway, but because that's such an endearing, wonderful stuffed animal. Yeah. And then at the end, it actually turns into a live, you know, little bunny. But I mean, these shorts involve like a bear climbing a tree and hanging on a balloon and interacting wackily with... It would... I think it would just be wholly different. I don't think you could do what these specific shorts do in live action because I just don't think it would work or be feasible. I think you'd have to... Do something different. Yeah, and, and just the way that he's always eating honey and, like, it's all over him. But then he just wipes it off. I know, I love it. that. It's like, I know, I love honey that. wouldn't do that. Yes, yeah. yes, especially on a stuffed animal. So, but yeah, so I, I, I think you would totally lose, you would lose most, if not all of the charm, if you did that. Let's go on to sound design. I actually, so many songs. I actually have a, a note here. Composer Buddy Baker drew inspiration from Sergei Prokofiev's Peter and the Wolf, the Peter and the Wolf thing, um, <laughs> using different instruments to represent the characters. Baritone horn for Pooh, bass clarinet for Eeyore, flute for Kanga, piccolo for Roo, clarinet wow. for Rabbit, Oboe for Piglet, French Horn and Ocarina for Owl, and Bass Harmonica for Gopher. Mm. Uh, I don't know what Tigger was represented by, uh, because this what? note was on the first one. What so the heck? This note was this was on the first thing. Why didn't so. you listen? It was probably like a boingy sound or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's fun. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. I, I, I don't... I'm not actually sure. I think I forgot to look if he does the music on the fourth one, but he I think he's at least the composer for the first three. Yeah, I know. We did notice the the intro felt different f- between the first and the fourth. Yeah. Uh, because the music was different. It felt like it felt a bit faster. So yeah. That's yeah. A, that sets a tone. 
Oh, also for sound design, I just want to point out that awful squeaky noise as Owl was writing from the fourth one. I hated that. That was the worst. It's like a marker on a, a board or something. It's and terrible. It's like, the it, worst. it should be scritches. It should be like, or something, not squeaks. It's terrible, terrible. But you're right, there are a lot of songs. Let me name the songs. Winnie the Pooh, Up, Down, Touch the Ground, Rumbly and My Tumbly, Little Black Rain Cloud, Mind Over Matter. I remember that one. Is the ending one for the first short where they're pulling them out. A Rather Blustery Day, The Wonderful Thing About Tiggers, mm-hmm. Heffalumps and Woozles, The Rain, Rain, Rain Came Down, 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 and Hip Hip Puray. I love them all. <laughs> um, I love them. And then the other two short, there's, I don't think there's any songs in the fourth one, and the third one just reuses Tigger's song. Yeah. Yeah. So only the first two have new songs. They're darling. I just, they're... I mean, they're by the Sherman Brothers, who did a bunch of really catchy music. And one of the things I most loved that they did was the soundtrack for the Jungle Book. So, like, yeah, they do they do catchy stuff. They did. I think they were the main ones who did uh, the original Mary Poppins. Like, they did a bunch of music at the time that was very catchy. Oh yeah, the. Murder, She Wrote, Angel Lansbury, that movie, right? Because yeah, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Yeah. Yeah, they, they did that too. That's right, that's right. Yes. Yeah, so I, we saw one of them in some of those featurettes. Yes. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, well, anyway, I loved I loved the sound and the quality. I mean, I liked the instrumentals as well as the songs. Mm-hmm. Again, it was just so gentle and genteel and heartwarming. My, and... my main complaint has nothing to do with the movies, but just soundtrack availability. It is pretty much impossible to find officially released soundtracks that you can like buy on like iTunes or listen to SoundCloud that has Sterling Holloway and the original cast singing. There's only the versions that are re-recorded ones done with Jim Cummings and the more modern Mm -hmm. voice actors, which I like those versions and I want to have both. I don't just want to have one. Uh, So to make my own soundtrack, I just had to like, rip the songs from the movie and to try to minimize sound effects because otherwise I like can't I can find a handful of them on YouTube but like they're just not easy to find the original people singing them which is a bummer yeah so cute little songs because yeah I mean I I love again it's not only the the voices it well it's just the combination the instrumentals the the tempo and and just the I guess the pacing. Yeah, I guess the, I guess yeah, I guess tempo of it. Yeah. I just, yeah, just so endearing. I love it. Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? I don't actually have any notes here. Um, I guess like the main thing is that like the first short has an extended thing about Pooh getting too fat to move through a hole. But given the fact that Pooh is, is fine with, I mean, and loves, loves his, his, Himself, I mean, and loves his rumbly tumbly and, and, and is very... It's not like anyone's like, oh, poo, you got too fat, you gross weirdo. Like, yeah. they're just like, I mean, I guess you're just going to have to wait to get thinner. I don't know how to get you out of here. Yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah. <laughs> but they're not like, you're bad for having gotten fat and gotten stuck in a hole. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have, do you guys have any 
No, I mean, it, it will, and, and two is, to me, how does it hold up wonderfully? Because I have not seen this in so many years, and it I enjoyed it as much or more than I ever have. Oh, I can also, I guess, complain that Kanga's like the only woman in Money the Pooh. Sure, and she doesn't get to do much. Yeah, she's a mom, and that's like her main personality as being a mom. So that's a bummer. Though I will point out that when I was a kid, for a very long time, I had a misconception that Rabbit was a woman. I don't know why, but I thought that for years. And, like, they clearly say he and stuff, and I just thought Rabbit was a woman for, like, most of my young adult life. <laughs> Not young adult. Most of my child life. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like you could easily make any of them. Rabbit could very easily be a woman and nothing would change. Yeah. Mm. Like, yeah, like, that's not an inherent part of them. So, like, Pooh could be a woman, like, any any of them. So it would be nice to to do that, I guess. Yeah. And I have no idea what the, what the mindset of the original writer was. And all I can say is, if, you know, if it's supposed to be a little boy, did the little boy just want all of his little toys to be boys? I don't know. Because this is supposedly, you know, Christopher Robin, Christopher yeah. Robin's toys, except for the mom that is that is Kanga. Well, well yeah, well, right, but it was the mom. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, in the past, well, that tells me that that child needed to grow up with like better role models. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, besides the, it's it's mostly besides that. I don't know. Like they're pretty innocuous. So feels like it. Yeah. Alert. There's none. You're right. We're not going to have a spoiler alert. So let's just go on to favorites and least favorites. What was your favorite scene in each one? Oh, no. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I don't know. Okay. Let me. Okay. You can. If you think you have a favorite scene for each, you can do that. Otherwise, favorite scene in the movie and favorite scene in the fourth one. Hmm. Since those are separate things. Sorry, this is least favorite. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I was looking on here. I thought we'd do least favorite. No, it's this least favorite. Least favorite. What's the first? Okay. I I know for the fourth one. All right. Is everybody doing one for each? I haven't decided. If you want to go, you can start. Well, I'm trying to figure out if I need to do one for each. You can do whatever you feel like because I gave you permission to do whatever you feel like. Okay. Okay. I guess I will go with. For the movie, because it's very hard to think of a least favorite for each of them. In the first short, uh, where Pooh is trying to get to the tree to steal the bee's honey, and he grabs a, a handful of honey with bees, and I'm like, don't eat that, please don't, and he does. He eats a handful of honey with bees. Then he has to keep spitting out bees. <laughs> yes, and I'm like, don't do that, and, and he did it, and he had bees in his mouth. I'll go with that for the first one, for the movie. Fair. But I like it. I forgot to say this. I like, though, the, the fact, you know, we, we talk about this sometimes about that I have to just do my mind. This is animation and, and, and the given the fact that he was a stuffed animal, the yeah. bees didn't hurt him. Because otherwise, man, he would have been yeah, really yeah. bad. And it also hurt. made it less weird when they're bouncing around in his head because it's like, well, it He's is full of fluff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's the comedy. But I'm just like, don't do that. And he did it. Yeah. So I'll say that one just because... But for the fourth one, whenever Al was riding and making squeaky noises instead of any sensible foley, 
I did not like that. Definitely agreed on the fourth one. I think for the movie, my favorite part might just be... Least my, least, sorry, that's what I mean. My least favorite part might just be um, Rabbit getting lost in the woods and then Digger helps him because it's just so... Like, of course that's what was going to happen. I don't know. It's just kind of one of the most boring parts of the movie to me because I can just see from a mile away that that's exactly what's going to happen. So it's not terribly interesting. I don't hate it, but... Yeah, I think I would have to say the scene again with Rob. I think I'm just going to mimic yours. I've just been rocking my brain because some of the scenes that I'm thinking about that I don't like, uh, like, for example, or sorry, that, that were heartbreaking, but they're necessary, like little piglet giving up his house Ugh. that just broke my heart piglet, but that was no. that was kind of necessary because it shows so i mean i don't want no, it's a very good it was character, a very moment good for character. right so and and so when i think of things that like that that just break my heart that i'm like no or even for example with all the rain and and the terrible storm but that was necessary to show that you know the the huge storm on the on there so i think then i would just have to say again with with rabbit in in the woods just because uh, you know, and then him being lost and then drugged back was, yeah. And then the fourth one, um, I think also, well, I hate to be a copycat, but I, I, I would say that too, because that was just so unpleasant. And also even because just hearing Al drone on and on and on and on, you know, when you're just coming for something. So yeah, probably the least favorite. Yeah. And I think what was interesting about the fourth one when it comes to Al is it felt like in all the other shorts when Al spoke a lot, it was about different things. But in this one, Al was repeating the same things. So yeah. it felt... Yeah, because even in the birthday party, he was repeating the same thing that he was, was talking to Pooh about. Yeah. And the yeah the, his uncle or whoever it was yeah. birthday. Which feels different. Of like, if you got a lot of different stories, it's like, okay, he's going on. It's uh, the difference different writers make. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, oh, we're just repeating the same one because it's relevant. But it's like, ah, but it makes it less interesting for an audience member. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite scene in the movie and in the short? Or if you care about doing one for all three, that's all four, that's fine. I think I'm going to say there were so many that I liked, but I think just one of my absolute favorites uh, in the movie is Tigger being stuck in the tree and then the narrator interacting and and helping him out by turning the page and him dropping down and, and then him scooting him down. I just, yeah, I just love that movie i mean sorry the fourth oh i know exactly uh is is um little eeyore um with his little balloon and the pot and just the putting it back and forth and the little smile on his face <laughs> dan goes over here like yes you got it <laughs> she's like what else would it be before she says it and then when it, just like oh she's like yes you figured it out this is the correct answer <laughs> There was one true right answer. I know. That was it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, though, when I'm trying to think of it, I'm like, oh, duh, that was in yeah. that one. That's it. Yeah, yeah. no, ag- agreed. Like, that was the cutest thing. We're, We're all in agreement. That was the best part of the fourth in, one. Yes. Taking it out. It was very cute. So cute. But for the film, I don't know. It's really hard to say. I don't know. I guess in the third one with. Rue and Tigger interacting, I think that was pretty cute. It was just a nice little character moment with them to see, like, how Tigger likes being looked up to and Rue is just having fun. 
and they can like interact on a, on a very similar wavelength. It was very cute. Uh, I mean, the whole film is, is pretty delightful, so it's hard to pick something that is a favorite. But, I don't know, that was pretty up there. I think the flood sequence is my favorite. I don't know, I just really enjoy that, like, from an animation, and, like, it's it's kind of harrowing, but also you're like, oh, they're gonna be alright. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I really enjoy that scene. And maybe, like, a close second to Piglet giving up his house. I know, <laughs> I know. Like, I'm I was, like, no, Piglet, no. I know. I, that was almost my first, but it's just so heartbreaking. Um, it's very, it's very sad, sad. But yeah, that's, yeah. Which was your least favorite short? The fourth for me. Well, gosh, that's kind of a, I mean, oh, out of all of them? Yeah, out the of all three. One. Yeah, the, or, yeah, fourth. Out of all, out four. Of all four. <laughs> the fourth one. Yeah. Yes, hands down. Yeah, I mean, it's just the worst made, even though it definitely has moments in it that I really like. Right, I was just going to say, for the story, there were moments in, like, little Eeyore getting recognized for the birthday and and those moments, but, yeah, overall, yeah, just hands down the fourth. Voice acting, animation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Less enjoyable. Pacing was a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. Which one was your favorite short? I think the the sequence with the flood. Not sequence, was short. The short. The flood was from Blustery Day. Okay, so, so you yeah, think blustery, blustery day. day. Blustery day for me. I just, yeah, so much that I loved. I think, uh, I wouldn't say the first one because Piglet wasn't in it. And Piglet yeah. is a very cute little delight. And so the Piglet wasn't in the third one either. So yeah, I guess I have to go with the second one because some of the nicer... Piglet was in the third one, right? Well, briefly. I mean, there's a lot he of bouncing. He was minimal. Yeah. But he's, he gets knocked over by Tigger. And I think he's, isn't he there with Pooh and Rabbit? As they're trying um, to get lost. That's true, that's true. He's there, but he's more minimal. More minimal. Yeah, I'll go with the second one, Blustery Day as well. Agreed, Blustery Day is the best one. <laughs> it just has the most going on. It has the heffalumps and woozles. That's it's true. got the flood and Piglet's moment of self-sacrifice. Yeah, it's it's good. And the Tigger's first introduction. Even Gopher has a nice little thing. Um, so b- best moment for that in randomly inserted character in, the, in these four shorts. So yeah. Yeah, they do... They do a lot, but it, it's not overwhelming. Agreed. Yeah. I think it deserved that Academy Award. This movie was the musical, or at least two-thirds of it was. Uh, sort of the third one at least had the Tigger song. Uh, what was your least favorite song? I don't remember some of them, honestly. Winnie the Pooh, Up Down Touch the Ground, Rumbly in My Tumbly, Little Black Rain Cloud, Mind Over Matter, A Rather Blustery Day, The Wonderful Thing About Tiggers, Heffalumps and Woozles, The Rain, Rain, Rain Came Down, 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 and Hip, Hip, Puray. What's the Mind Over Matter one? Um, they kind of say, Mind Over Matter. It's like they're pulling him out of the thing. Oh. Yeah, I'd say, yeah. I think Mind Over Matter is my least favorite. Yeah, agreed. Mind Over Matter is the most, it's the easiest to forget. Yeah. You, re- you read the names of all of them and you're like, what is Mind Over Matter? <laughs> like, yeah, it's meh. Yeah, agreed. It's just. Hip Hip Hooray is a much better version of, like, an ending they're all singing together song. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was your favorite song? That's a, there's a, there's a couple that were really good. Yeah. So, I think I'm between four, kind of... And I kind of also have to differentiate in my mind, like, the album that has Jim Cummings and them singing versus the songs that are actually in this. Yeah. Because I really love Heffalumps and Woozles, but I 
particularly love that album version of it. And this version is a little lesser for me because it's a little more chaotic and, and weird, which is fun in the movie. But as far as a listening experience, so I don't know if that'd be my favorite song. I'm still thinking. Yeah, I think Heavens is up there or for me, maybe up down, touch the ground. It's a cute one. Um, So many that I like. I also love I'm just a little. Just whispers thing. I know, I know, I know, I know. But um, but that will go on. No, yeah, I, I'm kind of torn between a couple of them too. I love, love, love the Tigger song. I love Up Down Touch the Ground. You sang the I Tigger song like every time. I know, I know. Like, it like comes up like four times. And know, you did it every I know, time. I know. I was gonna say, but I get. I am probably going to choose the ticker song, but I love, I do love up, uh, up, down, touch the ground. And I also love little black rain cloud, but I think I will have to go with the ticker song. I'm actually going to go with the rain, rain, rain came down, down, down. That one gets stuck in my head. I really like oh, it. Yeah. It's really, it's cute. That is neat. And I like the little, like the little instrumental parts mm-hmm. in it too. I, I like it on and all counts. Rain, it's really cute. Down, down, down. Yeah. But no, like, like I love most of these songs besides mind over matter, which kind of sucks. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go But even with, Hip Hip Hooray is fun mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with um, Up Down Touch the Ground I'm gonna choose that one Solid choice And which one did you You chose uh, the Rain Rain mm-hmm. Sorry it came down Yeah that, that's really neat. What character would Tim Curry have played If he were in the movie Owl <laughs> I like it that would be great because then I wouldn't mind <laughs> listening to Owl. I love Tim Curry so much and I love his voice. So, you know. He'd I have could, a little bit more of a draw. I could handle his his rantings or his, yeah. That would be know. very good. Yeah. Um, joke suggestion Christopher Robin. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But no. he's like trying to do a little kid voice <laughs> really badly. No, no, no. no. Uh, second joke option Rabbit in the fourth one. Oh, sure, I'd go for it. Yeah. Oh, goodness. If if I got to choose, I'd choose that one over what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go on to our overall consensus and uh, how we would rate them. I think we we pretty much, we recommend them. Absolutely. The movie. I, I would even, I would personally, I think, even recommend the short just because, like, it's about Eeyore, and I love Eeyore. Yeah, but yeah, it is it's a really cute story. it is significantly less quality yeah. than the movie, like by far. I don't know if I'd recommend the fourth one, That's but I'd fine. recommend the movie. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna rate it. We're we will rate the movie as a movie, but also individually. So many numbers, babe. Lots of numbers. I'm gonna write write them down. Keep track of them all. But yeah, we're gonna <laughs> okay. rate each one individually and the first three together as a movie, okay. which can take into account the transitions and the end. Because I, I I think the end of the movie is just the movie. Not a hundred percent, but I think that's the case. Um. Okay. So many numbers, they're not going to mean anything. <laughs> um, okay, for the movie... We rated every individual short in Robot Carnival. You, you can, can do, do this. You can do that. Um, okay, for the movie, uh, really solid, delightful film. And unlike some of the other kind of episodes as movie, the interstitials pull them together really nicely, as opposed to like a goofy kind of like outside the thing narrator of like remember this time when (laughs) that's always obnoxious this kind of led cutely into each other 
I'll give it... The conceit of it being a storybook really helped with that. Because it's basically just like, there's another adventure when we turn the page. Yeah, yeah. Like, that... Because a lot of times, otherwise, it'll detract from each thing. Yeah. Uh, And then, as individual pieces, they're very strong. Which, you know, sometimes it's like a good one and then a really bad one or whatever. So, like, as a whole, it's a very strong package. I'm going to give it 3.25 as a package. Just, okay. like, good good stuff. Individually, the first one, uh, which is called... Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree. Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree. I will give that... Oh, gosh. I don't know. A 2.75. No piglet. Uh, go for it. <laughs> Second one, the blustery day. Winnie the Pooh and the blustery day, yeah. I will give that... The numbers don't mean anything. <laughs> I'll give that. A, I'll give that a three point three point three points. I have to run through all of it now just so I can know what fraction to give this. Because there's like animation, good music, uh, lots of stuff going on. Three point five. Third one, Tinker Two. Winnie the Pooh and Tinker Two. I will give it a. Three, I think the math works out. <laughs> I'll give that a three. Okay. Uh, and then for the fourth one, because it's just lower quality, I will give it a 2.5 bumped up a quarter of a point because Eeyore is adorable. Great. There you you belabored over that a lot, but great. It's a lot of numbers. Also, did you easily remember the Tigger 2 because of the Tippy Canoe thing or not? Mm-hmm. Just curious. Mine's going to be very different. I love this so much. The overall movie, I'm going to say 4.5. I loved it. I love this animation. I just love this animation style. It makes me so happy. It makes me so happy. I love the songs. Um, I would say the very first... Uh, uh, Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree. I'm going to say a four because Piglet wasn't in it. Um, the Blustery Day, which loved, which was my absolute favorite of the three. I'm going to say 4.75. And then, I forgot what it's called, but the tig- Tigger, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger the Two. And Tigger Two, yeah. And Tigger Two. Um, I'm going to say 4.5. Or I guess, I don't know. Yeah, 4.5. Um, and yeah, I and I, I loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, the fourth movie, um, I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say about a 3.5 just because of the animation quality um, and all of that. But I did really enjoy the storyline. So it's still up there for me because it's just very endearing. And and sorry, I just cannot get the image out of my head of little Eeyore with his little um, pop balloon putting it back and forth. So cute. Or him on his little back showing his little tummy underneath the bridge. So, yeah. All right. I'm going to be in between y'all. Sounds right. (laughs) I'm going to go, I believe, with a four for the overall movie that has the first three. Um, I think it's really cute. And I think you should should check it out. Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree. I'll give a 3.5. Pretty cute. Uh, Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day. I'll give... A 4.5, because it rocks. <laughs> um, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2, I will give a 3.75. It's pretty good. My main complaint 
is the lack of songs besides Tigger's song. Mm-hmm. Uh, bad choice, I think. Mm. I like songs. <laughs> what if there are bad songs? Well, you know. Um, and then the fourth one, I will rate... I'll give it a three. Yeah, I think kind of like Valerie said, I think I would give it a 2.75. But when your smiles that gives it a whole extra point two five. So it's a three. Yeah. Um yeah, it has it has a really cute core to it that is brought down significantly by the animation, the pacing, mm-hmm. some of the voice actor changes. Yeah. Um it just it makes it far lesser than it could be. So yeah, three. Um but yeah, I, I would recommend all of them I guess, like, you know, if you if you don't care that much about Winnie the Pooh, then, like, you could probably skip the Eeyore one, but it has some really cute Eeyore moments. But I don't know. I, f- I feel like the original three put together is, like, a solid, cute, fun time that yeah. I recommend to anybody. I mean, I know that there's some people who hate Disney's Winnie the Pooh, and, like, I'm not, I'm not going to talk you out of that. Do what you want to do. But I think they're fun, and I like them. In case I just didn't say, I would recommend all four of them. Yeah, I know I thought so. Yeah, and and again... And and you wouldn't recommend the fourth one, you think? I don't think so. That's fine. Though Eeyore's so cute. If you like Eeyore, then sure. If you're a big Eeyore stan, then... You get some good Eeyore in that. And I so look forward to showing my grandson this at some point when he's old enough to sit through this. I mean, especially the movie. It's just so wonderful. Yeah, I think the first couple of shorts, too, with the music mm-hmm. would be good to just sing with him even before being able to Ooh, watch them. That's a great idea because he, my grandson, uh, for you listeners, is just a huge music fan. He has been since the day he was born. He was watching um, the little, uh, you know, little things with music and just mesmerized from the time he was an infant. So yeah, I think they'd be good little songs to repeat. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next time, there will be more Winnie the Pooh. Yay! But live action. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, actually, actually, though, I, I think I hey, have Hey, no seen spoilers yeah. for how you feel no, no, about no, 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 it. No, 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 uh, no. Yeah. It sounds like Mom has seen it, but Valor yeah. and I haven't. Yeah. And you might not end up seeing it because you might be gone that oh, weekend. Yeah, I might we'll, be gone. We'll talk about it. Um, have but fun. <laughs> Valerie might skip on that one uh, for reasons. Because I don't like Winnie the Pooh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, but yeah, I will next... watch it if I don't watch it with you guys. Next time, live action Winnie the Pooh. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Love y'all. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening.
you like when I hold your hands to come together for me to say it? No. <laughs> Would you rather I just randomly say it? Yes, just yell it randomly. <laughs> just warn your mom. <laughs> I love you, babe. I like um, okay. I'll do it for you and not for Valerie. Okay. Um, she on. is blowing her nose. You're being very rude. <laughs> I find it okay. I love you, sweetie. Let's go on to our... We don't have a spoiler alert. You're right. I'm going to cut this bit. <laughs> we don't have a spoiler alert. I Wait, I'm going to let mom... We, we always do the dance. I loved it. And I do it too. I dance to myself as, and sing it in my head. Okay, go ahead. <laughs>